What's up, everybody? Welcome to Infinite Talks Podcast. I'm Eric Castillo here. We're going live, and uh, I hope this microphone is working right. I can't hear myself, but I'll try my best. And if it doesn't work, I'll delete, eventually delete this video, but I'm hoping not. No, no, it's going to work. Changing my vocabulary. So, yes, uh, one thing that I'm talking about today is just uh, frequencies and how it's impacted my life learning about frequencies and just being kind of like falling into like uh, this information by pure coincidence i wasn't really looking for this information like as far as frequencies go but kind of like fell into it by pure coincidence because uh let me just start off um back in the days back in 2012 i think in a, i want to say 2012 i discovered this group this hip-hop group and uh, it was, uh, or actually it was a movement. It was called the Beast Coast for y'all hip hop fans and all about the Beast Coast. Shout out to you because not everybody knows about it. So back in, in 2012, there was a big movement in New York, especially in Brooklyn. There was about three different groups that were making a lot of waves. It was uh, Pro Era, which is, you know, uh, I think Joey Badass and Capital Steeds were moving their movement, you know, they were mo having a lot of uh, influence in the New York, Brooklyn area, making a lot of good music on the ground, on sign and stuff like that. And then there was a group named the Flatbush Zombies. And then another group that I really, really like called uh, the Underachievers. So these three groups were kind of like the start of the movement, the Beast Coast. And one of the main leaders was Capital Steez of this movement. And he was really into uh, chakras, you know, energies and, and uh, frequencies and stuff like that. And one of the first videos that I saw from him was called Free the Robots. And rest in peace, Capital Steez. He died back in 2012 when I first discovered the, the Capital, I mean, Capital Steez in the, in, the, in the pro era. So he had this video and this song called Free the Robots. And he, he aligned with a lot of the things that I had been thinking of, you know. For him being a young cat and having all that knowledge, talking about like conspiracy theories and, you know, the third eye and chakras and and just uh, Illuminati and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Like some kid including this in his rhymes and, and he's talking about Free the Robots. It's kind of like a, a perfect song that I love. I love it and I still play it every now and then because I love the beat, I love the content, I love the lyrics that he's saying. And the and video is just amazing. Um, they did a really good job back in 2012 working on those videos. And so during that phase, I was learning more about chakras. I really learned. I wanted to learn more about chakras because previous to that, I had learned from my my grandma, rest in peace as well. She taught me about uh, Reiki, and Reiki was uh, so new to me because she was uh, healing or teaching me about healing with hands. You know, like using your hands as 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 uh, energy fields and how to, you know, filter energy and, and create energy fields in certain places of your body that might be harmed, you know, and so you use them as, as a way to heal those parts of the body or, you know, whatever might be going on. So I studied a little bit of that and I, I was, I was, uh, I guess I had some information regarding that, but I never really had information on chakras until then. I started listening. These guys were rapping about chakras and the third and the 47, you know, the fourth chakra and the seventh chakra, the heart chakra is the fourth, the seventh is the brain or the, the crown chakra. And it was really interesting to me. So I started doing my research on that. And 
during those moments, I started to meditate. That's when I started to learn how to meditate because they would talk about it as well on their songs. And I was like, I, like, I want to I learn more about meditation. For me, at first, meditation was more like the yoga thing. And back in the days, uh, in 2012, for me, at least for me, it was like, oh, it's more like a like girls do that. You know, girls do yoga and, and yoga and meditation and all that BS for me back in the day. So it wasn't like something I was looking forward to. But when I started learning about meditation, I started practicing on my own. I wasn't really going to know one. I was just going to YouTube. And that's how I discovered the, uh, the, 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 the pro era and all these groups is through YouTube. So I started Googling, what's up with the chakras? And then the first thing I found was this dude called Eric Bantrell, I think his name is. And he has a YouTube video, a YouTube, actually YouTube channel, where he has a bunch of frequencies that are aligned with your chakras. So that was when I started like, hmm, thinking like, frequencies, chakras. Okay, so like certain frequencies align with certain parts of your chakras. There's seven, supposedly there were seven. At, that, at that one point when I started learning about chakras, there were seven. Now I've read other stuff and there's more supposedly. I need to look more into that. I'm not too familiar with that, but I know that the seven chakras, it starts from the, from the sacral all the way to the crown. And there's seven of those and each one has a different frequency and a different vibration. So when I started learning about that, I was like, Okay, let me play around with that. And um, I started meditating, like not really like learning, didn't know how to meditate, but I, one thing that I did carry over was that I kind of uh, related to was, was prayer. Prayer was always very similar to me when I was doing my meditation. It was like, wait, this is kind of like prayer, man. Like it's the same almost alpha state. You know, you get into that zone where the, the waves in your body are, synchronized when you're praying you know especially because I, I we pray a lot with my family we do get a lot you know we, we all gather a lot especially before COVID. we would all you know meet up every once in a while and pray you know and the vibes are like that like similar to when you're meditating but obviously when you're meditating you're usually by yourself and you're trying to you know focus to just your body and your energy so that's what i was starting to practice and during 2012, I'm a Catholic, so I started that year. I was like, you know what? Actually, it was 2013. I had just turned 2013, and I had just started messing around with meditation and frequencies and, and learning about all the different frequencies and the body and the 432 hertz, the 528 hertz. And this is like, what, eight years ago almost. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This is really cool. I like this. I like this whole uh, my mind is starting to function a little bit better. At that point, I had come back to to college to study to study uh, speech pathology, and it was helping me because I was able to focus and and really study and learn something that I was you know passionate about, which is speech pathology. And um, one of the cool things that happened was that I would study with the frequencies on. I would put on the Eric. Uh, I think his name is Eric Bencher. Let me look for him real quick. But yeah, the Eric. If y'all want to look for him, he's really popular. He has about almost a million followers or something like that. And he has all kinds of, Eric Bartel, I think his name is. And if you look into the, the videos, he has a bunch of videos for like relaxing, you know, uh, cleansing, you know, um, miracle tone. And there's all kinds of frequencies. So when I started learning about those and I would just apply it to my studies, I would study the content, you know, for speech pathology. And I would have the, the headphones on and that would be playing. And for some weird reason, it worked. I don't know if it was just because I was more focused, there was no words. Cause usually, excuse me, and there's a lot of people that actually like to study with music, right? 
So I used to, back in the days, I used to jam out to music. I'm a hip hop fan and I love rock and roll and all kinds of music. I would just jam out to music. So it kind of like, I can study, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not focusing. I was like paying attention. My brain was paying attention to the lyrics and the words and all that stuff. That was like in my early years of college because I've gone to college for, for several years, man. So this time around, when I studied with the frequencies, I was able to focus a lot more and I mean, it might be pseudo. It might be something that's only, you know, pertains to me. It might be my experience. I don't know if it's going to apply to anybody. I'm not giving anybody advice, but I, I do suggest that you try it out. Maybe it works for you. It worked for me. So when I, I would study and then I would uh, actually, for some weird reason, my mind would recall information better. So the test, I did phenomenal. I think I did great. I was able to, to, to get really good grades in all my studies. I mean, I was, I was an older cat in school. I was in my 30s. I'm 42 right now. So when I went back to college, I was about 31, 32. And uh, it was a challenge, you know, but I was able to graduate and get my good grades and all that stuff. So I had to do a lot with focus and I had to do a lot with meditation. At that point, what I was doing when I was practicing with the frequencies and meditation, what I would do is that at night before I go to sleep, I would put on my headphones. And this is where I'm going to connect to what's going on right now with the gateway experience. I didn't know about that so like recently. The gateway experience is similar to what I experienced in 2012, 2013. So in 2013, I was putting headphones on. I was listening to the frequencies and I was going to sleep with that frequencies, like cleansing my chakras. I was like, this can only help me, right? I was like, this can only align, oh, give me some awakening. It can uh, do all kinds of stuff. So I'm just, it's nothing bad. There's no bad energy. And then I started to like go to sleep with those frequencies. I had some vivid, crazy dreams and all kinds of experiences. One time I woke up and my legs were like levitating and I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And, I, and to this day, I was like, I don't know if I was dreaming, but I, I swear that I wasn't, but I could I could have easily been dreaming. But I, I remember seeing my legs levitating one of those times. So I don't know, you try it out. But <laughs> uh, so then, during this experience, I remember that um, I started to get really deep into meditation without even the frequencies. I would just sit down in my living room and, and just like focus. And one of the first experiences that I had, they were like, kind of like, I was like, what's, what's going on? Like I can, actually, I can actually see stuff now and declutter my mind. So that day, let's say that day would meditate in the morning. Throughout the day, stuff would happen to me that I kind of already knew was going to happen. So my decision making was way better. So I was like, hmm, this is this is working on some other type of level. So I was like, it's kind of like prayer, but at the same time, it's more like you're reaching other other planes of consciousness that you didn't know about before it happens. And one clear example is before my son was born. I was uh, meditating one day and we we didn't know how it was going to look. We didn't know it was going to be a boy. We didn't know anything, you know. I had the vision in my mind. I was like, well, during meditation, and I was like, I saw my son. I was like, I told my wife, he's going to be a boy. He's going to look like this and da, da, da. She's like, how do you know? I was like, well, I had this vision during my meditation. She's like, oh, whatever, man. Like, I don't believe in that. So we skip forward to like months later and maybe a year later and he's the exactly the way i described him to her and she's like whoa like i don't know i, I don't know to the day she made she was still might not be like hey you're probably just like um uh, yeah uh, what do you call it like you're just lucky that you got it right but nevertheless it was an experience that 
that uh, I'm, I'm grateful for. Like, I'm like, okay. And then one day after that, like years later, I still, still did my meditation. I started implement, implementing meditation during like uh, just random moments. And uh, one time I was taking a shower and we're going to go to the reveal, gender reveal party, which is for my cousin. We still didn't know what it was going to be, a boy or girl, nobody, nobody knew. But during my little shower, I was meditating and I went into this zone. And I was like, I saw that the kid, my, my cousin's kid before we even, but anybody knew who, what was going to be a girl or boy. And I saw the vision. I was like, it's going to be a boy. It's going to look like this, like that, like this. And we go to the, to the ginger real party and everybody was like, it's going to be a boy. Like, I can't be wrong. I mean, maybe I might, I might be wrong, but I have a feeling that I'm right. I have this intuition. I have this gut feeling. And they do the gender reveal. It's blue. It's a boy. It's been two years. It's gonna be three already. And I, it, he looks exactly what I described him to look like. So meditation is it's kind of like a time traveling for me. It's like a time traveling uh, tool kit, I guess you want to call it. And the frequencies help you because you're uh, you're aligning your your energy fields from the bottom all the way up and you're in a balanced state of existence. So that's kind of like the first part of what I wanted to tell you about, the whole balancing of your, your consciousness and your spirituality and all that stuff. The other part that I wanted to tell you about, about frequencies is that um, actually in 2013, and I kind of skipped because I went back and forth. In 2013, during my Lent, you know, uh, us Catholics, we give up 40 days of something, you know, and and me being me that year, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give up music. I'm going to stop listening to hip hop. I'm going to stop listening to all the stuff that I like. I'm going to listen to music. If somebody likes to, wants to play their music, my condition was like, if anybody wants to play their music, it's cool, but I'm not going to enjoy it. I'm not going to like be part of it. I just, I just want to like, I wanted to give up something that I had never given up. I had given up liquor. I had given up like, uh, coffee, you know, I had, actually, no, I had never even coffee. I had given Coke and meat, you know, that's the usual. But I had never done something that drastic or like something that I really, really enjoy. So when I did music, at first, my first uh, few weeks, I was listening to talk show radio. I would listen to a lot of, uh, you know, sports uh, shows and on 760 AM and stuff like that. But at one point I was like, okay, let me just stop listening to anything. Let me stop listening and just focus on my mind. And when I started doing that, I started just being more at ease, more at peace. And I started figuring out that that the, when you listen to music, your mind is distracted, even if you're not consciously paying attention to it. So I started noticing that um, some people, when they're listening to like certain music, and even if they don't align with it, like and they're not really paying attention to it, Subconsciously, your mind is making you feel a certain way. And there, whatever the energy is that you're listening to, you're going to attract that energy, and it goes back to frequencies. So every word has a frequency. The word, if you say your name, you know, it has a frequency. If you say uh, a single word, you know, like the, the, the language of, of the English language, every single word has a different frequency. And some words have the same frequency. Um, so, so if you, if you tie back to that, then you're like, oh, okay, so I got to watch what I say and what I listen to. So during those moments, I started to figure out that, okay, I got to tune out some music 
and so that my mind can focus on being truthful, being lovely to to the people around me, my family, to align myself to the goals that I have and aspirations, to be righteous, you know, just to be in the right state of mind and to be a frequency of love for those around me and for my body and myself, you know, as well. So I started practicing um, watching what I say. So, and that's one thing that I also learned back in, back in 20, I want to say 20, 2004, when I was graduating from my first year, uh, my first college degree, which is business degree. And one of my professors told me never to use the word hopefully. He's like, why are you saying hopefully? He didn't tell me, he told the whole class, but he was telling, I, I took it like he was telling me, because I was about to be next to say something. And he's like, all of y'all, oh, because let me, let me, let me put the picture of what happened. So what happened was that it was a, a strategic um, course on how to be, you know, an entrepreneur. I think it's called entrepreneurship. I can't, I can't remember the exact name. We'll call it entrepreneurship. And on this class, he's like, "Where's one of our last classes before we he graduated and all that stuff?" And he's asking every single person in the in the classroom, "What are you gonna do when you graduate?" And he's going, and I'm like in the middle of the room, so I was like, "Okay, I got I got time to think about what I'm gonna say," you know. <laughs> So he's asking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten people, and they all say the same line. Hopefully, when I graduate, hopefully I get a job doing this and that and this and that and this and that. And everybody sounds very similar. So like he stops like three people before me or two people before me, and he's like, "Hey, wait, 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 wait." He was a he was an Indian guy. He's from India. Mr. Dr. Mukherjee, that's his name. That's his name. I don't know if he's alive, but yo, shout out to Dr. Mukherjee. He's like. Well, I want to talk to all of y'all because uh, before you any, I continue hearing this nonsense, what do you guys say, hopefully, like if it's not going to happen, like if it's just a dream? And I was like, the light bulbs turned on me like, I was about to say that too. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, I was about to say, hopefully when I graduate, I want to go to New York and, and, and be an entrepreneur there and like, blah, 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 like this, this whole BS story in my mind. So... That was one of the first experiences somebody told me, like, oh, watch the words you say, you know, like words have a big impact on the way you project your energy. So I was like, okay, I get you. I get you. All right. So by the time it got to me, I can't remember exactly what I said. I'm pretty sure I said something that doesn't align with what I'm doing right now. But I remember I changed the whole hopefully word and it didn't start my sentence and I didn't start my pitch like that. And ever since then, it, it was stuck in my head. But when I started learning about frequencies, it carried over to another level. It's like more about what you listen to and how you say words and how you speak has a big impact on the way your life ends up or whatever happens to you. It's kind of like um, it was kind of like an epiphany for me. And I started practicing because I gave up music. So obviously, I already cut out a big chunk of of energy that was just coming to you know influence my energy my energy field which is my frequency energy is frequency so i was blocking out that influence on my mind automatically i was deleting that from my mind so i had a kind of like a fresh start in my brain and then i started working on the way i would say words you know instead of saying um like the whole hope i would try to say i would actually change it out to like i'm gonna do this or when this happens, I'm gonna do this. Or I just started changing like the way I would project my energy. Um, also, I learned a lot from 
want my kids, you know, like I would say, um, like little things, like when you say, oh, you're going to fall if you keep on doing that. I would just say, hey, be careful because I want you to be safe. And I want you to continue to be safe instead of saying, you're going to fall from that chair. You're going to, if you keep on doing that, you're going to fall from that chair. Or you're gonna you're gonna bust your leg if you do that. So when you even like just just saying that right now playfully, the frequency doctor is looking for something something to attach to, and that's what I kind of learned that it does happen in some freakish, uh, super conscious way. Like the words have a magical, you know, energy to it. And that's why I started looking more into that. And then I came across this one video where I think the, the lady was saying spell like there's spelling you know the word spell is like casting a spell and then i was like wait so that's how you know people do you know all these kind of energy things for you know like you're gonna say witchcraft or stuff like that where like they use words to create a frequency and then like they attach it to somebody and then you carry that energy and then blah, blah, blah. And, like that's the way it works that's the way prayer works too that's how uh, if you say prayer, you say a prayer and you really mean it, the power of that energy, the, the frequency is very strong. So it's attaching to that person you're trying to reach out. I mean, that's my theory. I might be wrong, but I, I might be right as well. So I started watching out like the way I say words, the way I use phrases, the way I talk to myself, the way I motivate myself. Um, it was really cool like to see that happen. And, and ever since then, I've had a lot of met a lot of my my little short term goals. Uh, I made a change in my diet, drastic, and then kind of came back to balance. I started learning about balance as well, about being a balanced person. You know, we can be we can be very hundred percent on everything or something, but the realistic part about it is that balance is a good way because once you're balanced, you're able to be, uh, I guess. A, I guess human in a way that you associate with the, the human world and the spiritual world, excuse me, and then you try to be balanced about it. And then there's a lot of learning still going on. I mean, as we speak, I'm still learning a lot of uh, ways to to use the frequencies and you know how to attach them to good things and how to become a better person, better spiritual being, a better uh just a better entity, you know, just, just growing, just wanting to be uh, thoughtful of the people around me and, and learning that not everybody has the same frequency and the same path. Some people take longer to get to the energy fields and understanding all that. Some people don't learn that until they pass away and they're like a ghost or energy field. You know, they're actually transmitting consciousness all over the world or all over the universe. So I feel like I'm pretty lucky that I learned that at this age and continuing to explore the energy fields and, and just love and prayer, meditation, putting it all together, not 100% because I mean, a human, I still make mistakes. There's a lot of things that go wrong. Like I still drink alcohol and I still drink all kinds of bad stuff, you know, like from like high sugary foods to high sugary drinks. And it goes back to frequency. All of that has to do back back to frequency. One thing that I apply a lot to is that when I was a kid, I was really good at science. It was really good at biological science. So that helped me a lot to see how everything works at a molecular level and 
even at a, at a subatomic and then quantum level, stuff like that. And that that uh, energy and that knowledge is all coming together right now. And I feel really good going forward, just trying to share that as much as I can with people that come across and that have the same, same vibe or the same uh, train of thought, or they're trying to go through that same uh, spiritual awakening or that awakening at all, you know, there's an awakening. And one of the things that I noticed also is that when, when people are around you are not where you're supposed to be, you can't just like try to drag them where you are. You have to give them time to like figure things out on their own. You, it's like, I heard this term a lot or this analogy is like, you can't force a horse to drink the water when you take him to the water, you know, like they're going to drink when they're ready. And it's very true. So I feel like in the last, I guess let's see, it's gonna be like 10 years already, 12 years. I've made those changes, but little by little, it's it's happened like over different experiences from praying to seeing the prayer being answered to, you know, experiencing death of a, a very close one or, you know, and having those those feelings of why no, but at the same time, you know, accepting the trajectory that everybody has. Everybody has their own destiny. But at the same time, like it 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 uh it opens up other parts of yourself that you hadn't experienced before. And it's just a really good moment in time right now. But at the same time, there's a lot of things that you know help me grow. But the whole experience on, on frequencies had to do a lot with with uh, just diving into it and see what happens and having, because I had already, like, if you think about it, when you're young, you, you get influenced by the people around you, right? Second of all, you get influenced by the television you watch. If you watch television all day or nowadays people, kids watch um, YouTube videos 100%. Or they're on social media or watching TikTok. TikTok is like on YouTube on steroids. So it's real easy to get influence and be in their certain frequencies. And it could be good frequencies or it could be bad frequencies. It just depends on what you influence your brain and your and what you align with. So it's very, very um I'm trying to teach my kids. I know it's it's not as easy as it is because I mean that take me what, thirty years plus to figure it out. But I'm pretty sure by, you know, every now and then trying to introduce him to the thoughts of that. I, I've kind of implemented that to the stories I tell my son, you know, the 432 hertz. And 528, he's still like, hey, no, no, it's 432. He said 432, not 528. So like I'm trying to implement the 528. But there's other frequencies. And um, now there's like the gateway experience. I started seeing that people on TikTok were talking about that. I was like, well, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting because... I was kind of doing something similar to that back in 2012, 2013, where I was like, you know, having the headphones on and, and listening to the frequencies. And and at that point, I was, uh, I have like this little mantra I created. It's real simple. It's just God, love, peace, energy, God, love, peace, energy. And it's just like a continuous frequency to see that I'm balanced, you know, 
it's gonna it's gonna once you have god and then you have love and then you have peace and then you have health and you have energy and it, it just aligns itself and you you want to i stabilize myself like that and, and i keep myself like grounded like that so the gateway experience when i started hearing about it i was like this is pretty freaky you know because it's very similar to what i've talked about or about its experience and the CIA supposedly has these documents where they've done experiments like that on people. So it's, hmm, makes you wonder, makes you wonder. So also the whole 440 Hertz and 432, I started reading on that and how the 432 Hertz is more natural. It's a, it's a natural tone compared to the 440. So if you don't know about 440, 440 is the standard way that they record or they they produce music all over the world. And that's the standard frequency that they use. And I don't know, I don't know, I just know that supposedly that's not a, a natural frequency. It's a, more, a little bit more distorted compared to the 432. And they've done tests where like they show the actual speakers they have two speakers, one playing at 440 and one playing at 432. And they have debris on top. Like I think it's like a magnetic debris or something. And when they play it, or it's like sand. So when they play the 432, they align perfectly like in a snowflake figure, super cool like figure. And when they do it at 440, it's very like, it's wavy, it's not 100% accurate. It's a little bit distorted. It's not perfect. But the 432 is more perfect, and supposedly, I've seen those tests. I mean, on video, and I, I would love to try that. I would love to get my hands on that technology so that I can do those tests. And also, one thing that I forgot to mention is that when I was studying, when I was studying language, speech, language pathology, and communication disorders, I took this course called audiology, and Dr. Maroon Rock, that was her name. Dr. Maroon Rock, she's from Thailand. She was teaching us about the ear and the eargram and how to do like ear tests and all that stuff, like hearing tests. And we started talking about frequencies. I'm like, wait, all this is connected. Like the brain is super connected to frequency. So if you look at an eargram, and I wish I should have prepared for that. I didn't, cause I didn't know I was gonna talk about that. But the eargram, there's certain frequencies that the the ear can interpret, you know, and it starts from the bass, which is like the low levels, like, and then all the way to the high frequency ones. So the ear has this uh, this cochlea. It's called the cochlea. The cochlea is like a little. It looks like a seashell. So it it receives the information, and the bass sounds go to the, the core of it. And the higher frequency sounds, it's either or. I might be, I might have it wrong, but the, what the what I'm trying to say is that the, the frequencies go into the ear, they go into the cochlea, and then the cochlea sends it to the brain, to a specific part of the brain, depending on what you're doing and what you're listening to at the same time. So, like if you hear the word food, and you have actual food there, it goes to the part of the brain, and you see it light up. And she sort of she 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 uh, had a bunch of videos where they were doing tests. They would say a word to this, this patient and they would see where the brain would light up and what frequency it was. And I was like, oh man, that's like super cool. Like, so like certain words go to different parts of the brain and started exploring that thought. I was like, 
So like, I would love to do more, more testing on that to see like what happens when you say like negative words, you know, like kill, sick, you know, when you say words like, you know how people say, man, you killed it. Or man, you sick, bro, that was sick. That was dope. And I was like thinking like, man, what are they using those words as a psyop? And like, it's going to part of the brain that makes you stick to a certain frequency and then they can act automatically put you in the algorithm like you're part of that process they know they know that you're like and when i say they then start thinking about who's they right people with power like people with power don't want people to get power so how do how do we dilute the population so that we don't have people fighting for power so like maybe they're uh putting these messages in their mind and frequencies and we're automatically falling into that algorithm of people that are not going to be a threat to these people, right? We, we're becoming part of the society that gets shut down for whatever reason. We should have shut in the foot. No pun intended and pun intended. And then all of a sudden, these frequencies are in their brain. They're implanted there, you know. And I see kids saying it, man, that was sick. Back in the days, I used to say that too. But now, like, and now, I use, now I've changed it up. We're like, man, that's beautiful. That's love right there. That's love. Because I don't want to use that frequency around. I don't want to, I don't, because I associate it with negative, negative frequencies. So I don't use those negative words to say something positive. And I think uh, it might, it might seem like maybe it's pseudo, like it's not real or whatever. But for me, it does. And I, I carry that over and I practice that a lot. And I catch myself saying that, oh man, I said this. Like, let me rephrase that the way I said it. And uh, it's it's a learning process. Like there's a lot of words that are still in the vocabulary that are carry a negative connotation that are used in a positive sense. But we need to be vigilant, I guess, if you're working on yourself and your mind and how to become more successful and a lot more vibrant. You got to work on on those words that you use and you don't use. So, yeah, like when I was watching those videos, I was like, wow, like they would say a word, like. They would say a word, and they could, they, you could see where that word was going in their brain. It would light up. So I just started thinking about that, like, because I, I work with a lot of kids that have autism and all kinds of speech disorders nowadays, and and I think about that. I was like, okay, so there's certain frequencies that they're not capturing because they can't communicate, but what can they listen? What can they interpret? So where, is these, where are these words going to part of the brain? And the left part of the brain, the left hemisphere of the brain is where the Wernicke's area is. And that's where language and cognition are related to. Like that's where you, you have your expressive language. I was trying to figure out what frequency goes to that part of the brain. Cause it's like, if a certain frequency that can enable a child that's not speaking, we need to work that muscle. We need to work that part of the brain so that they can connect to the language pathology the speech pathology. So my theory was like, let's attack that part of the brain with the specific frequency that we know it's gonna go there and it's gonna work on that specific neuron, that specific part of the brain. And it's gonna get, it's kind of like working out, like you work out the muscle, more the more you're working out, the stronger it gets. My theory was the stronger it gets, the stronger it should be for that child to have some kind of expressive language. Because mostly all kids, even if they're nonverbal, they're gonna have some receptive language. The thing is that, we're not able to know if they do because they can't express it. But for the most part, what I've seen is that a lot of the kids, even if they're nonverbal, they have any kind of diagnosis, they're in a coma state, they have receptive language. And I've seen it. 
I've seen it where like kids are in a, uh, there was this one kid that had rest in peace. He passed away. Very special kid. Uh, he had, uh, the, uh, he had disorder. He was, you know, he was uh, nonverbal. He was in practically in a coma state. The only thing he could do was open his eyes and like make noises, grunting noises. So I told the mom, look, we need to work. Cause I, we didn't know his life expectancy, but it was, it was, we kind of knew that the, the doctor had told her that he might not live that long, but I was like, you need to, even, it doesn't matter what the doctors say, we need to work with him and try to get him to understand at least you, you know, like understand you, because I know he might, it might have a hard time speaking because of his, his brain wasn't sending any signals to any part of his body. It's called lysencephaly. And then, um, I might be saying that wrong pronunciation wise, but you look it up and it's, and I think it's when the brain doesn't connect, there's a part of the brain that doesn't connect to the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. And uh, so I taught, I taught the mom that, look, check this out. We're gonna talk to him. We're gonna explain things to him. He can see, but he can, we don't know how much he can see. So we're gonna practice stuff, small stuff like pictures, objects, uh, toys. We're gonna try to treat, treat him like if he was fully functional. We're gonna try to put uh, data in his mind so that he can interpret it. And and for for some weird reason, it started working. We started seeing that he was able to respond to certain verbal cues that we were doing and and objects. And was like, okay, I was telling mom, look, I I might be seeing stuff, so I want you to see and hear what I'm hearing because. Um, I don't want to be like just projecting it and anything that I see, I'm going to think, you know, be biased about it. And sure enough, we started seeing that, you know, there was some type of interaction, even though it was grunt noises and he's like moving his eyes or a little bit of, of uh, uh, head movement. We're noticing that he was understanding some of the stuff we were saying, not everything totally because it was hard for him. He was a baby. He was still like two and a half, two, two, and, a year, two and a half years old, I think. But it was a it was a, a trying time, you know. It was challenging, but I was working with mom and trying to get her to learn about, you know, just the brain and how malleable it is at a very young age, and how different parts of the brain take over if one part of the brain is not working, and all these cool uh, strategies that we could work on. And I mean, she tried her hardest. We tried really hard. He, we he aged out eventually, and I haven't hadn't seen him in a long time, and eventually he passed away. But Rest in peace to him and his energy. But um, he was a, it's just, a, that's what I'm talking about, guys. Like, there's so many ways that frequencies affect us and how it can make an impact on our lives. And the brain is super, a uh, superconductor. Everything we say is like a microphone, it goes into it and it processes all this information. The ears, the cochlea, the optical nerves, the sensory nerves from the, the nasal pharynx and the pharyngeal larynx, the, all that stuff, the glossal, the, the tongue, um, all these tools that we have, it creates a vibration. And the vibration that we create is the frequency. And the frequency is an energy. And the energy is in your mind. And the mind interprets and your body feels it. That's why like, when people say, I walked in the room and I felt the tension. And you know somebody's mad. You know someone's going through, you know, a shitty day. 
you walk in the office and it's like, man, that's it. Hey, good morning to like three people and they all kind of like, hey, morning. Well, I, I don't like when people say morning. What happens to the good morning? And then, oh, then it started going crazy because the frequencies take me to like word language and the way we use words. I started thinking about why don't we call the days? Days is the same as days, like you're dazed and confused. And I started talking about week. Why do they say, why do we call these days a week? It makes you weak, like your weak energy. I was like, man, I don't like these words. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find a way to like use a synonym for these words, like days and weeks. Hey guys, you're going through a day. Your days. How were how were your days? And then morning is like the same as morning, like morning the loss. So now I've changed my my way. Instead of saying good morning, a lot of people say, hey, good day, good day, bro. And they're like, what? I guess after a while they get used to it, but. I go to the office or we're in the office meetings. I say, good day, everyone. How are you doing? And I try to stay away from good morning, even though I still use it every now and then, but I don't like to go to good morning. I try to say good day after all. Good day is good. And then if you look at the word, um, is it is it days? It's week. And then it was uh, like so many words. I can't really, I can't think of the top of my head right now, but there's so many words that I've seen that are synonym, synonym of something else that is so negative and it carries a bad negative frequency. So I try to declutter a lot of those work, words out of my vocabulary. And it's worked for some for, for some things that I've done. I feel like I create a peaceful energy around me for the most part. I do tend to get mad. I mean, I do get mad like any other human. My dopamine, my serotonin, all those levels do get fluctuated and, and stuff like that. But, Excuse me. That's normal. It's gonna happen to everybody. It's just got gotta learn how to self-control, because because a lot of these frequencies create emotions, and then these emotions create behaviors. You know, and these behaviors tend to for you to do stuff that you might not want to do. It's kind of like uh, I think when you listen to a lot of different music that has a lot of promiscuous background uh, meanings, you tend to be a little bit more. I guess connected to another part of you that you it's not you that it's created for you it's a facade that you don't even know so you start becoming that subliminal message that's behind that you know like you start behaving a certain way uh sexualizing the other you know people or whatever or thinking hateful energy like or like there's a lot of music out there like especially hip-hop like I'm a murder, 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 kill, 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 like stuff like that. And you're like, oh, what? Like you might be singing it because it's a cool beat or whatever, but then like you listen to the message, like, man, what are they talking about? If you really think about it. And back in the days, I was all about hip hop. I didn't care what it was. I would listen to Two Live Crew. My mom bought me a tape for Christmas. I was like, mom, can you get me Two Live Crew? This is when Band in the USA came out. Band in the USA. <laughs> With uh, Two Life Crew, it was a pretty cool song, pretty cool album and everything. But now looking back, I'm like, man, I can't believe as a kid, it was a dumb, negative energy. And then uh, I listened to a lot of Tupac. A lot of his first stuff was cool because it was like a revolutionary. But then he got into like the whole, you know, bitches ain't shit type of vibe. And, and you know, and I didn't I didn't know that. Like I was just listening because I was Tupac, man, he's cool, man, Tupac. 
but a lot of the, a lot of his music was negative too. He had a lot of good music, but he had a lot of negative music as well. And it goes for a lot of hip hop artists. I mean, because they have to they have to tell their stories or whatever. But sometimes those stories are fabricated, and for the most part, a lot of them are. For the majority, you can, it's hard to tell who's telling the truth nowadays. And uh, those kids get influenced really easily, and then they mimic and they imitate just by frequency. They don't even know they're imitating these behaviors. And I I'm, I can vouch for that because that happened to me in the younger days, you know, being disrespectful of people, having self, no self-worth. You think you're like, sometimes your ego, you know, thinks it's better than other people and stuff like that. And it, it's not right, man. And if you don't under, if you don't understand that you're being <clears throat> influenced and freaking that frequency, it has a major role in your life. If you don't know that, then it sucks because you're like, you're, you're being somebody that you're not just because of that programming you're getting. Oh, that's another word programming. So I started looking into the word programming because I started learning that, man, like, well, the programs, I, started, I think I heard it, I can't remember who said it, but I remember saw it on YouTube or like the word program. I mean, now it's very, like everybody knows like, oh, programming, they're programming you, man. Like, but back in the days when we didn't know anything about anything, we would watch TV and, and they would say, hey, welcome to our local program. Today, we're gonna play this and this and that. You know, at three o'clock, you're gonna get the local news and at five o'clock, you're gonna get the, the nightly news and la la la, and you're gonna get programmed. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't say it like that, but the program, when you see a program, it's like, what are they talking about? Why program? Why not just like, this is a show? No, no, the daily, the weekly program and all this program. And so you think about that, and it's like, when they, when, when you use the word program, you're either programming a computer or you're creating a, a you know, a, a school program, a regimen. In this case, it's the program is used on us. Like, they're, they're programming us. When I say days, like, people have power to, produce like media like my my right now i'm programming you but i'm programming you in a good way i'm trying to send you the good data the good apps and that's what i'm trying to do i'm programming uh the people out there with good information instead of using the program to die download the negative information the negative frequencies that are going to send you the wrong path so yes you got to be very 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 uh vigilant of what's going on around you what kind of music you're listening to, how you say your words, how your language is. I mean, there's a lot of languages, a lot of words in, in the American language and, and a lot of the slang terms we use that, and even in the Hispanic culture, in the Spanish language, we use a lot of phrases, como we say, you know, and that's saying, leave it up to God if God wants to. So we kind of take off ourselves from wanting something and when we say that, it's kind of like a hopefully, like the word hopefully, it's the same, kind of like the same vibe. So I don't, I try not to say that a lot or anymore. I try to erase it from a vocabulary. It's hard because something I grew up saying, you know, and my mom, my dad, my, my tias, my grandma would say that. Everybody says that in, in our culture. And you know, and it's a common thing we say, and it's like a hopefully, no, let's see if it happens. So we take away the drive to actually put it together and make it happen and manifest it. So there's a lot of things going on right now. And I just, I mean, today's episode was very, very freestyle. Uh, I was going to have a guest today, but we had things happen and we're going to do it tomorrow. Probably we're going to record and I hope it works out. Hope. I saw, you saw the word there. Oh, tomorrow we're going to record. Tomorrow at eight o'clock we're going to record, guys. You see, I catch myself doing these things.
And I got to change the way, I have to change the way I say things so that we can manifest them. So tomorrow, Oscar and I, my cousin, my blood cousin, and uh, shout out to Happy Oscar. I saw him yesterday at his place of employment. And shout out to Happy Oscar, man. We have really good vibes um, from We The Switch Podcast. Go, go check out We The Switch Podcast if you haven't done so. It's a really cool podcast I started with my friend Oscar, Oscar Perez, a.k.a. Happy Oscar. It's a really cool podcast where we share, you know, how to switch it up in our lives with positivity. You know, uh, there's a lot of practicality there from from being productive in business or being productive as a human being. Being, We share a lot of good news there. We share a lot of good thoughts, a lot of experiences that we've gone through. And we talk about certain topics that are going on in our daily lives. That a lot of topics that you probably won't talk about with your friends on a, on a daily basis, but it's usually when you talk to somebody that you want to have a deep conversation. And those kind of conversations are the ones we have at, at We The Switch Podcast. We kind of are on pause right now. We don't know where, what direction we're going to go in there, but there's a lot of good energy and good frequencies there. Go check it out. We The Switch Podcast is a lot, it's available on a lot of the podcasting platforms, on Anchor, on Spotify. Go check it out. Pretty cool, really cool content. Also on Facebook, a lot of the videos are uploaded for the episodes we recorded. Really cool episodes on Facebook on We The Switch Podcast. We have a lot of good content there. Shout out to all the homies, Victor, uh, Carlos Rob, Sketch83, you know, a Happy Oscar, E1 Syllable, that's me. And then we also had a bunch of guests that came on. And it was a really cool podcast. We've been on hiatus for a couple of months. We had a lot of things happen in between that kind of like stalled the momentum. But I mean, it's something that we're going to work on continuously. And it has a lot, a lot of potential for y'all to check it out. A lot of good energy, a lot of good frequencies there. So without further ado, just wanted to exit and let y'all know that I'm proud of y'all. Happy for y'all. Blessings for y'all. Good vibes. Like my brother Jeff, the digital Jeff with the heavy vibes. Also, happy vibes to all the family out there. For Rick, for Jeff, for my mom and dad, my wifey, the kiddos, the all the family and friends around the world. Love y'all. Miss y'all. And I pray for y'all. Good energy, good frequencies. Infinite Talks podcast with Eat Once to the Bowl. Stay blessed, everybody.